watching prohibition fall down. Hey, how is it growing out there, guys? We're going to do some grow talk today on the Dude Grow Show. Yeah. Down, Scotty? I am down. I don't know if anybody's noticed the less interruptions, less of Scottis interrupt us, but the dude and I are actually hanging out. We got our new, our, our new setup. I dig. I can wear a black shirt now. I dig as well. My, my, my uh, wardrobe just like doubled with colors and things I can wear, okay? Yeah, and we used to interrupt each other because there was no nonverbal cues. Now I see that the dude is smoking a bowl, so I'll continue talking for a couple seconds. All right, I'll give you a show preview, <laughs> grower questions, information taken off of dogrows.com for the show. We're gonna see who's growing some dank with some Gorilla Glue number four, crossed with Star Dog by Welcome Home Grow, as well in grower questions, white powder, but not mildew. <coughs> by nice. Weed be gone. <laughs> uh, what's in your grow journal? Good point by Black Sheep 420. And lastly, no garden ties. No problem for a grow hack by Lysergic Acid 52. That's Lysergic underscore acid underscore 52. What is Lysergic Acid? Well, Lysergic Acid, I know that Lysergic Acid dithalamate is LSD. And I think I, most of the time when people refer to lysergic acid, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I was just watching YouTube Knows Me. YouTube gave me a, I think it was like the 10 coolest fungi. And yeah, it was, of course, psilocybin was on there and it had lysergic acid. And there was a difference between that and lysergic acid dithalamite, sir. Well, yeah, one is just made naturally by the morning glory plant. And the other, you have to synthesize from the LSA you get from the morning glory plant. Told you. Told you, man. Before we fully get into the show here, make sure everybody gets toked up. I want to tell you I can support the show, help produce the Dude Grow Show. You know, there's many ways, many, many ways. First off, like Scotty says, the, the YouTube, are you call them YouTubers? YouTubers? Them, them kids, them YouTube kids. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of just not in kids on there. But man, hanging out over there on YouTube, commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing the show, telling people you had a good time. Uh, much appreciated. We try to pull comments at times from off of YouTube to get up on the show. And uh, it's a great way to, to help us out. Did I get them all? Comment, like, subscribe? Yes. Yes, sir. I was just thinking if I do that, I've checked I'm into all this YouTube stuff. But yeah, I do actually. I'll give it the thumbs up. It's another thing. Yeah, a little, I guess thumbs up is like, right? Yes. <laughs> but I will give them the thumbs up. Just I wanted to bring more, more content like that to me. More slow-mo guys. <laughs> also, over on Patreon, as a reminder... I just put out a new video for uh, Cannabis Mythbusters titled Bigger Roots, Bigger Fruits. I don't know if this is much of a myth, but you had some great discussion there with Dr. Colin and Corona from Grosentia, as well as Quick Hit. You guys can go over there. I got some full kits from Optic Foliar. I got 12 full kits, transport, some of those overgrow attack, and you can hit it up. You'll see the details over on Patreon for how you guys can can get on in there and hook it up. Hey, Guru, do we dare to ask him? But uh, how do you end up erasing a video on Patreon, sir? Didn't we just have to re-upload the LED video? <laughs> yeah, I had to myself. take it down on accident and, and re-upload it for hey. sure. But there'll be some more dank gear, if you will. I'm trying to hook up people supporting the show. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Many ways to support the show over there. That'll take you right over to Patreon. You can see what we're up to. Help this show happen, man. Much appreciated, guys. Love to go over there, hang out, and answer all your emails, hang out with you guys with the good vibes. 
Uh, that's the main thing with this crew, Scotty. We built a good vibe crew, man. This hasn't been, whatever, what I say, toxic, if you will, anywhere. Uh, that's because we got people that keep the good vibes flowing. I once talked to uh, Jay Maestro about that, and he was telling me how much behind the scenes things that uh, guys like him do to keep the, the toxic folks, the trolls off of the dude grows, the dude grows channels. Very cool. I appreciate that. I will say people like, just to shout out a few patrons here, Drifty, Drifty J, See Me Grow, Bud Lad 710, and with a comment here, Comatic, Comatic, those great work, boys. It's stuff like this that sets the DGC apart. Can't wait for the next one. Comment on one of those videos you guys have been dropping over there with all the science. Yeah, yeah, we got some scientists in the house. Let us know if you guys want some other videos, though. Scotty's just talking about, you know, it doesn't have to be all science. What if it was just Scotty in his robe again doing something? <laughs> Maybe. I've retired the robe. I went to a smoking jacket. Now I've classed it up. <laughs> I actually have one of those, dude, from my grandpa. It's like, I'm like, what is, how did I inherit this? It's like a red velvety jacket. Oh, yeah. If my mom and dad were like, that was his uh, smoking jacket, even though he didn't really smoke. But if he ever had, was offered a cigar, it's like, put on that jacket. It's kind of strange. Uh-oh. You need it. You need it on the show. All right. Let's see who's growing. <laughs> we'll see. I, I will see if I can find that. Come on. Let's see who's growing some dank here. Over yeah. on DudeGrowth.com. Under Dank Nugs. And this is dank. This is Gorilla Group GG4. Gorilla Glue number four. Crossed with Star Dog. Stardog was also across in Scroopy Noopers, my friend. I think that might have been cut only, bro. Really? And Stardog is our, our buddy JJ from Top Dog, Top Dog Genetics. A guru, do we have that interview? Are we, we, we met all these guys, man. James Bean brought all these guys over. <clears throat> they were all in the bakery. Guru, do we have that one still? We you got know? all of those. <laughs> we're going to have to search for that one. That guy's pretty fun. This was by Welcome Home Grow. It says, damn, and look at this flower. Hey, DGC, super happy and proud to be part of the DGC community. Thank you. Here's a nug of my Gorilla Glue number four across the star dog, heading to the finish line, grown in organic, super soil fed KNF, or Korean natural farming, if you will, ferments and recharge. Yeah, Thanks for the work you guys put into the show. Thanks for all the work you put into that flower, man. Share that dang damn. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. It looks point. I mean, it's not necessarily always a sign of potency. I mean, when I'm saying this just looks potent when I'm looking at all the trikes. But I guess when you see weed in general, if it's triked out, it's usually going to be a bit more potent, if you will, than something that's not as, you know, maybe yeah. a little dull, not as shiny with the trikes. No, the trikes are a direct, direct representation in my book. I see something shiny like that Mac. It's going to get you high. What is that anyway? Chem dog. So Ken, the star dog. Yes. So we did a little research. It says this is from Tomahawk Seeds. Tomahawk is a cross of Josie Wales, Gorilla Glue number four, and Greenpoint Seeds star dog male. See, there's so much like how yeah, can you I'm falling with asleep that? already, man. <laughs> hey, do, anyway. you, do you remember when Josie Wales got his Gorilla Glue number four, man? You ever heard a story about that? Mm, yes, crap, that, is a, that is another show. That is another show. All right, let's yeah. get into the growth talk, man. You ready? Yes, I am, sir. Yes, I am. Question number one is white powder, but not mildew. What is it, Scotty? What could it be? Uh, calcium, lime, or rust. CLR. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to go. Billy like, Mays oh, when you need it. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, girl. Um, this is by Weed Be Gone. It says, hello, all. I need some advice on the white talc-like powder that, that, from what I've read, comes from my humidifier. It's not on the flowers, but on the other surfaces in my tent. 
Are there any solutions aside from lugging in distilled water? I also use an extraction fan. With, well, let's first of all, let's address that first because I used to use a humidifier uh, when it was Sunlight Supply back in the day before the Hawthorne Group, and it was one. It was like a three hundred and fifty dollar one. Like it shot out some serious mist. I don't know if it was atomized or what, but it was some serious mist, and I would always get the film on my walls. Uh, not really on the plants to the naked eye, but then I rubbed a leaf once, and the ones that were closer were getting a little bit. I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then you get more buildup also in your equipment, your humidifiers. So it's minerals in the water, right? Yeah. I mean, what's a, I'll, I know a little bit about it. I'm sure Guru knows the chemistry, but think about it. When you got 100 parts per million in your water, I know that doesn't seem like very much. but I had about 160 when I had this issue in, in sure. Colorado. So got to go somewhere. And we were talking, yeah, that has, <clears throat> when the water evaporates off, that does have to go somewhere. So that little, even that 160 parts per million, I know we talked about a hard water and water having lime in there and having a calcium buildup. Was lime's calcium carbonate? Is that right? Calcium Google? carbonate for the most part. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. If you're constantly, it's one thing if you're just spraying once a month or once every two months as an IPM or something, but if you're constantly delivering that, that you know, moisture into the air, Boy, I would expect it to leave a, a To me, it was worth it to run. I mean, it depends on how much you're doing. You got a little tiny humidifier. Like right now, my humidifier in my 2x4 tent, I think it holds like barely a liter or more, maybe a little more. So I could afford or I could just go get distilled water or whatever, even though I got to figure out how I can take the plastic up equation out of it. Have you ever gotten the plastic cup, Scotty, from Starbucks, and then you remember you had your metal cup in your car, and then you pour it in your metal cup so you feel cooler? Oh, my God. And you just see me show up with plastic <laughs> bags from the grocery store. My wife almost makes me stand outside the house for 30 minutes. Anyway, the other solution to this, because it is not only – it's going to solve the problem of the buildup on your surfaces – uh, and it's also going to solve, or not solve, but it's going to be easier on your equipment. I had to have buildup on, I had to take the humidifier apart, which was meant to be taken apart and serviced and cleaned. Um, but clean your water, clean your equipment, or else you could run RO. If you do have availability to run RO, Whoa. now the volume of water you're running will determine that situation. I'm not saying just go buy an RO filter. Go ahead. I'm sorry, you say RO, and I'm always asking you the question because RO is a, a bigger investment, I guess. Um, you can't use carbon filter, or guru, you know the chemistry here. Can you use a carbon filter to take out calcium? No, I mean, and think if, if you could do that, there would be people running giant carbon filters as water softeners for their house, which they're definitely not oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, um, right, right. That so makes sense. no, no, to, to get out all that particulate and get to like a clean water so there's no residual uh, solids in there, right. you're going to need an RO filter or if you're real fancy, a deionizing water <laughs> filter, but that's more like commercial greenhouse stuff. Okay. So I didn't mean to cut you off with the RO filter. You know me, I'm always trying to be cheap. I ran an RO filter one time and just the what they call it rejecting the water. I guess it uses water to filter the water and it rejects a decent amount of water, meaning it goes down the drains. So. And they've gotten a lot better as time has progressed with water, with uh, the efficiency of RO okay. filters too. They've, they've come up with better and better membrane materials for inside of them. Very, yeah, very cool. So an RO filter- Yeah, I think you can get an RO. It's not, I mean, I'm around a couple hundred bucks yeah. over at Hydrologic looking around here now, um, which shout out to Hydrologic. We're gonna get rich on the show and learn a bit more about these filters. But the more, I mean, if you like, okay, well, if I make the investment in that, now I got clean water for my humidifier. Shit, while I'm at it, why don't I just start with zero PPM water for my garden and know my base point? That's one reason why it's also nice um, to use RO water if needed. But 
Uh, we'll hit them up and learn a little bit more in public together, Scotty. You live in Colorado. I live in BC. We have access to some really nice water uh, for the most part for our gardens. But there's a lot. I mean, you came from Florida, so that's where you familiarized yourself with shitty water, right? Uh, you know, it wasn't terrible. Can I say that? I'm going to get shit on for saying Florida <laughs> shitty water. It, you know what? I just actually will do it on a wake and bake, but Florida's got one of the biggest natural springs. And of course, Nestle just signed a contract. Are you apart. serious? But yeah. But Florida has some good water. They've also, you know, I had well water that was uh, 600 parts per million. It really depends where you're pulling it from. Florida's a big state. You were, I mean, that just bothered me and hurt my head that you told me Nestle just bought like rights, Texas, a huge spring there because they do it here in BC. And can we learn anything from a movie? The movie Idiocracy is so <laughs> becoming, we're going to look back and we're just going to be like, oh, dear God, it happened right before our eyes. Hey, dude. <laughs> oh, I, shit. They tried to tell us. I will say this, man. I've been watering my plants with a Powerade lately. And they kind of seem, I'm telling you, there's something there. There's, they're dying. It has what plants need. There. It has what plants crave, yeah. <laughs> Brondo or power? That <laughs> was just what they were doing, man. It was like they're uh, watering plants with Gatorade. Good stuff. All right, moving on to more girl talk here. Actually, a social comment here we need to address uh, about the set set up. If you guys watching the video show, we have a new set set up for me, working on it, evolving. Um, over here, there's going to be actually Guru Motivated Me. Um, well, here, let me first read this comment. <laughs> this is from Freezer Burn, uh, 888-817. Or no, right. 8 888 It says, dude, that set is pure Martha, <laughs> right down to the pine cone in the fern. And I think Martha Stewart is what he's <laughs> That's what they're saying, homie. That's what okay, they're saying. So to address that, there's no fern on the set. In the back window here, there is a miniature lemon cypress. Thank you very much. It's alive. <laughs> the pine cone was achieved from a hike in Sequoia National Forest. This is all shit that Martha Stewart would do. And so yes, yes, if you bought it from her. Over here, where this white light is on the wall, Guru actually had a good idea. I have planted... Uh, CBD seed from the seed company because I'm going to do a little bonsai cannabis plant in there. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be heavenly. It's going to be. And you're like, delightful. oh, Martha would have had a bonsai cannabis plant when she did that shit with Snoop Dogg, right? Yep. Anyway. Yep. I just find the whole site delightful, sir. I completely forgot Martha Stewart did that show with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> she did. She That's did. awesome. That's good. They deep fried weed and tried to eat it. <laughs> Quick question, though. Quick question for you, Guru. Uh, when I did plant that seed, uh, it was a six pack and I, I like shook the seeds around. I just tried to get one out of there and mm -hmm. the smallest seed came out. I was like, ah, I don't know, man, I'm gonna put that one back in. And, and then I put it back in and then I was like trying to squeeze out a bigger seed and the smallest seed came out again. So I was like, it's a sign. So I planted the smallest seed. Does the smallest the seed size have any comparison in what the plant might do down as a bigger seed, a more vigorous seed, a more vigorous plant? Uh, it can be a more vigorous plant. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on why it's small. Some plants just genetically, they're going to have small seeds. Um, and that's not a detriment to it, but if it's like an undeveloped seed or not fully developed seed, then definitely gonna have a problem with that. I just looked at my tomato seeds today. I got to get planted in that. Like, how are these so small? Jesus. Well, hot pepper seeds, the same thing. I planted them. It's amazing what grows out of those things. No. Yes, we'll talk about it, what's going on in our grows. I got another grow talk question here. Okay. What is in your grow journal? Yes. 
You ready? I'm ready, sir. I'm oh, ready. okay. <laughs> I'm also really, really baked. I'm telling you, I haven't been getting baked. I, I think I'm going to have to go back. Now I remember why I went back to the, went to the joint. Stupid lighter all the time. I want to smoke every eight seconds. All right. This is What's in Your Grow Journal by Black Sheep 420. Hey, DDC. My son decided to take after his paw and grow tomatoes for a science fair project. No. The journal he kept inspired me to be more consistent with keeping my own journal. What items or topics do you, the DGC, like to put into your journals? For example, I set mine up like this. Date, environment, humidity and temperature, observations. I like that because my initial descriptions of the way the plants look, leaves, roots, etc. Uh, number four, actions. What did I do to improve the grow today? I like. Number five, IPM. What am I doing with my IPM that day? Very important. And lastly, number six, the plan. This is where I plan out future projects or maybe what to change or what I want to change in the grow. What do you think, Scotty? I mean, you got to do sunrise, sunset, phases of the moon. I mean, no, I'm just messing with Where's you. your grow journal? You know, it would depend also indoor or outdoor. This is certainly a, an indoor grow journal. Outdoors, you really would have to worry about uh, doing, doing things like uh, when was sunrise, when was sunset, temperatures and all that. So, yeah. Uh, but temperature, I would say temperature and humidity, all those, those should be pretty steady in your grow, I would think. I want to feature Wonder Woman Grows here because, you know, the women growers we like to feature the woman growers. She has a comment. She says, Jay Meister, you're amazing. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, he made his own you. grow journal. Yeah. <laughs> it. Got it right here. DGC Grow Journal. You guys make some comments. Maybe we should come back with a DGC Grow Journal on this post. Maestro has some pics of it up. But Wonder Woman Grows says, Black Sheep 420. I like to record nutrient inputs, pH, and EC, PPM, in and runoff levels. Any changes in the environment, whether intentional or not, and changes in the plants. I also take note, this is interesting, of stem rub and flower smells, and if and when they appear to change. Even if sticking to a weekly schedule, I like to take notes of what I'm doing so I can make little tweaks here and there. I take notes for future plans and improvements I could make for the next run so I don't have to rely on my memory. Wow, that's deep. That's going stem deep. Rubbing. Stem rubbing notes, Scotty. Huh. I tell, <laughs> I will tell you that as far as making notes on future plans, uh, what you did, things with nutrients, all important. If you want your environment, just don't don't take the hassle of having to put it all on yourself. Um, get a pulse grow. That's a great way for your environment to be monitored, all data logged, down to the day, down to the hour, down to who was there. You got to keep somebody accountable uh, as well. As VPD explanation, which is a great way. That's actually the only time I really kept on VPD when my, and the plants thrive. But I have a monitor telling me when it's out of range after setting the leaf set surface temperature and doing all that jazz. So that's a great huge, That's a huge deal, though. I mean, you know, we talk about what you would put in your journal. Having VPD in there is a huge difference. And whether the the air is so heavy that the plant can't breathe, that's going to affect performance. If you've got it right to where the air is the right weight as to where the plant can actually respire, that, that's, that's a very big variable, probably as big as temperature and humidity, I would think. Yeah, the monitor hooks right up to your Wi-Fi, guys. You can get any notifications you want on set points if things are out of whack. And as Pulse Grow says it, connect, protect, perfect, Scotty. <laughs> PulseGrow.com, coupon code DUDE if you want to hook up on one of those. I'm just looking back at this journal right here. IPM is important. It really is important to scout. Remember when you last scouted and what you're doing prevention, whether you're just spraying, uh, you know, like a, uh, what the heck? Like, actually, man, I'll just spray water once a week. 
just because it fucks things up, man. Just like in nature, spray a little bit of water, keeps the spider mites at bay. They hate it. Hey, take it a step further. Spray some ozonated water on there. Ah, that's yeah, Do you have a yeah, floor drain in there? Say it again. Do you have a floor drain in that grow? I do not. But if you spray a very fine mist of water, um, I'm telling you, any little tiny bugs, they don't like it. I like the shower, man. Because remember when you put plants in the shower, they're not supported well enough or... You know how they can get like droopy and stuff? Yeah, it's and a I'm physical like, assault on them, man. When they pick back up, though, I figure it's like they're doing weights. Like they're getting stronger for me. Like, <laughs> anyway, I like to shower them off, work them out. Well, it depends. We're talking about two different things. If you've got a, a light bug infest infestation or you're just trying to keep them away. I remember I, I beat down spider mites and I was just uh, trying to keep them away. And I would just use the most finest spray of water. The, not trying to physically knock them off, but trying to choke them. Mm, I use this stuff. I use uh, ice water and a sprayer, but it was a pretty, it was like turning the nozzle to the aggressive mode. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway, both achieving what we're trying to achieve. I'm going to go into a grow hack. Okay. Yes, sir. Because this one's very simple, but I do dig this. No garden ties, no problem. Bilocergic acid. These are grow hacks are on dogrows.com, guys, under growing. You can get your own grow hacks up. Uh, it says Lysergic's uh, LST, hype cleaners. You know those fuzzy stick things? You can find them in the arts and crafts section at Walmart for $1.49. Most garden ties I've used are all bite into the branches. These fuzzy dudes are soft and cause no damage. Happy training. Much love, DGC. And that is a great little grow tip, Scotty, because those garden ties do have sharp edges and do slight damage to the stem. And these look probably even, I don't know about cheaper, because you can get like a 1,000 feet of those little garden reel things. Right. But I like the plant. They look cooler. It looks like I, you're going to have like little green caterpillars around. No, but the, the one thing I would say with pipe cleaners, though, is that there is just a wire in there. And it, it's not as much of like uh, uh, protection from that, like the foam covered ones or the plastic covered ones, where like if you leave that wrapped around something, that could completely just cut into it and choke it off. Okay. Okay. fairly easily yeah thanks for crushing this grow hack really. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you just leave it a little bit loose also uh look at the training in the third pick man that's some good lst lysergic yeah <laughs> i like these i like these he's got those uh watering top things it looks like maybe too i'm not sure i'm gonna get into those i uh, forgot the name of it so it's you can irrigate the top of your plant what's that it's called a floriflex yeah, those things seem pretty cool. The way you can irrigate the top of your plants pretty evenly. All right. Question number three here. I feel like I'm on a game show, maybe. Ready for <laughs> question number three, Scotty? Number three. All right. Lighting overkill or anything for the dank by Dre Day the Turpinator. <laughs> Do you remember lighting overkill when I first came here? I put uh, nine, what were those big, 9,000 watts in a 10 by 10. And you're like, I don't know, man. It seems a little much. It seems a little much. Yes. You're trying to get a good return. Hey. Trying to crush it this round, man. And by yeah. the way, you can overdo it with light. Those things look like they were poisoned. <laughs> Those plants did. All right. Just, hey, guys. Dre Day, the Turpinator here. What's up, dude? Scotty and Guru and the rest of the crew. Okay. But to the point, I'm setting up for my first official on all hands on deck grow. So I had a lighting question for the LED master guru. I don't think guru, you call yourself a master. It's a lot of pressure. I don't that, know. That, it's is, pretty damn that, is, good. that is a lot of pressure. I wouldn't say master. I'm pretty well versed in my LEDs. Yeah. How do you stay up to date? Do you have like, a, you get a magazine every week or something? Uh, no, 
No, just, I mean, once you have, like, the base concepts of everything down, it's fairly easy to just look it's at It's always changing. Look at a quick. spreadsheet and figure out what's best from that. Uh, I, don't always, I don't know if it's always <laughs> changing that much as far as it's always evolving, meaning that it's going from 2.2 U moles per joule to 2.5 to 2.8 and approaching it, 3. It is the exact same as someone that pays attention to, like, computer parts. Right. Yeah, they still have microprocessors. They're just getting way more and more efficient. Yeah, my GTX 1080 right. Ti isn't what it was, what it used to be three years ago. I have better Day stuff now. Wants to run, excuse me. Day wants to run a veg and a flower, both in four by four areas using rapid LED do-it-yourself kits. His plan is to run a four by four chilled logic for his veg. And I'm also going to run full cycle autos in there. Question mark. I say, why not? You can run full cycle autos in your veg if you got the room, want to play around with them um, or get serious with them. And then he wants to run in the flower 4x4 CXB 3590s in the 2700 Kelvin or 3000 Kelvin range. Also, all right, let's just stop there to address that master guru. I mean, do you think this is a good setup for his veg and flower or? I'm just going to request that you don't call me Master Guru <laughs> ever, ever creepy, again. Man. That's creepy. Hey, but the CXB 3590s is pretty much how Guru and I met. Is we were talking that <laughs> that we I, we were talking about LEDs, thinking they were just the blurple lights, and he came and said, uh, "Look, if you want something legit." A uh, CXB thirty five ninety is a very legit LED, and those are those little the little chips basically that you put. What what do we? And th- yeah, I mean they're they're called chips on board. It's okay. a lot of diodes packed really closely together, um, and then I guess there's some contention in the LED uh, grow light industry right now um, over whether cobs or discrete diodes are better. Um, discrete diodes being where they're like printed diodes out onto a board versus all of them being made by the manufacturer on a really small disc. And then there's just benefits uh, or more benefits, in my opinion, with the discrete diodes. Um, they're easier to cool. The heat footprint is way more spread out, which You're makes You're talking like the HLG cool. look? Yeah, like the HLG, Got like it. the chilled logic pucks, any of those where it's not uh, like a single little circle with a ton of LEDs on it. It's the LEDs printed out onto a piece of silicon. Yeah, the CXB3590 is literally, what is it, like a one inch by one inch chip with how many LEDs printed on there? I can't remember how many exactly are on those chips, but it, it's, a, it's a lot of LEDs on one chip. Well, I'm versus- telling you for the price point, they're both rated for four by four area. And the Chilled Logic one's 675 and the CXB3590s are 849. And yeah, just getting to that, the cops, for what you're getting, they're more expensive, like per U-mole that you're going to get for your garden. Um, it's going to be more cost effective to go with like a discrete diode thing, like either the the chilled logic boards or the HLG boards, or so yeah. And tell me if I'm wrong. It looked like on the 3590s that there was an option to go with two different like ratings, a 2700 or 3000, the Kelvin. But when I looked at the the chilled logic, the, the version three pucks. Uh, it says basically the version three boards maintain four, next generation 660 nanometer deep reds while changing to a tailored blend of 3000 to 5000 Kelvin white diodes in a select mix of CRI. Growers can confidently deploy this version for full cycle from seed to harvest. So there is no, you just get this light and it's the full cycle. It's what the vet, the, the light, uh, excuse me. What, um, what am I trying to say here? It is a good light for, for vegetative and flowering growth of plants. Yeah. 
they're, so they're adding to it. They're not just using white light. They're mixing in some red lights in there and they're custom tailoring uh, that spectrum. So it's just not white light. All right, all right. So moving on, hold on. There's more to the question yeah, here. Yeah, I want to know about this actually. Also, I was wondering of running two exotic and two Emerson boards in my flowering room. I want to know the crew's thoughts on this. Is it overkill? Or I'm in the right mindset. My budget is set at 3,500. Firmly by the wife. I mean, you got to fist bump the wife on that shit. <laughs> that's legit. That's a tax return right there. Man. If I were him personally, <laughs> I would make sure I got everything else in the grow set up, like the other ancillary things you're going to need, other than just those two lights. Get the tents. Get your environmental controls. Fans. Yeah, because he says the leftover money's for environmental yep. controls. So get all that stuff if you have any budget left over. Once you've done that and you've gotten your genetics and pots and all the other things you need to have a, an indoor garden, um, if you have budget left over, uh, definitely those exotic spectrum boards and Emerson effect boards can uh, have some added effect. Does he need for two of each uh, to have like even coverage over the space? Yeah, probably. You okay. only use those in vegetative or use those in veg and flowering? Uh, you, could, wow. you, you could use those full cycle. They're filling out the part of the spectrum that uh, is missing from most like white LEDs. Right. So it has some, some far red um, and then the like UVA-ish. So like instead of being 400 to 700 nanometers, it has like 350 to 750 included so in there. A little bit more exotic of a spectrum, you might a say. A little bit more exotic. Huh. You call it the exotic board. All right. I guess sorry if I started rambling, but the show gets me going. Thanks for all the help, especially the coupon codes. The uh, 10% off makes a difference when you got a budget. Yeah, I'll encourage you right now as far as uh, Rapid LED as coupon code, dude. But if you're building a grow, go over to the pros list right on the homepage, dogrows.com forward slash pros. All the coupon codes are listed there for products I vouch for. Vouch. It's a I weird word. I dig it. I dig it. So speaking of vouching, can I just give a tiny shout out to Boveda? Because I need to go find some of the really tiny ones. I've got this little, it's probably just a nug. And it's just gotten crispy. I know if I put the little one in there, it'll uh, it'll moisten up, man. So we'll shout out to another friend of the show, sir. All right. Let's move on to Pop me off. Pop me off there. It wasn't on my my <laughs> format game. Uh-oh, what do you got? Oh, announcing, announcing, as I will all the time. Uh, go over to Spectrum King. I think we've got one more day or two more days. It's till February 15th. Uh, coupon code DUDE100 on the closet case 100. It's in a new housing. It's uh, only got five inches in depth now. A great light. Again, I'll vouch for their Spectrum. I used the closet case 140s to pull off a great harvest, which I believe was 11 ounces, if I'm recalling right. But this is a good way to get a hot deal on these closet cases 100. Coupon code DUDE100. Go over there and learn about their products made in the USA. I think I called out on that, actually, Scotty. Somebody is saying, so made in the USA means you can get shit from wherever in the world, but you make it here. You put it together here or no? Where does the, where does the line draw? I don't know. We did go to their factory and there was people assembling lights. I did see that. All right. Fair enough. I'll take it. Uh, Dude 100 on the closet case, SpectrumKing.com. Uh, next, DGC Cup. April 18th, 50 competitors uh, competing with flower. It's going to be a great night, my friends. Uh, I'm going to have a whole team bud tending, Scotty. Scotty's got a three-hour bud tending shift. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But uh, the tickets will go on sale for everybody here February 15th. I will, man, I will, I'll make you informed on the, the show of the February 15th. DudeGrows.com forward slash GTC Cup. 
Um, you can also email. I'm remembering how it all goes now, Scotty. DGCCup at Gmail uh, is the way you can get your link to get your ticket. So you can start emailing now. No worries. But DGCCup at Gmail is how you get some info as well. I dig You're it. going, right? I am going. I'm going. Taking care of business, dude. Bored to us. Gonna be good times. Good times. All right, what's going on in our grows? Is that where we're at? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I'm getting lazy at my grow. I keep. I'm working with the. Actually, I did change my clone dome, dude. I was part. I was a victim of a bummer clone dome. What'd you call them? What the is Mon- that? The Mondi trays or something like that. Is that what you called them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're these clone dome. They look really cheap. It's not the hard plastic one. It's the really like bendy. Uh, the, it looks like a super cheap one. It has the, the little vents you open and close half and half mm-hmm. vents. Dude, those things work awesome. They actually hold the humidity in. I was using some off-brand one. And sure enough, it was the humidity was crawling out the sides or crawling out the vent. I don't know. Wasn't able to get a good mist on there. So, so what? Your plant, they got For, too dry or you caught the, you the didn't clone, have an issue. You just got a better, the, in a better environment yeah, better the, incubator when you take a clone man it's got to stand up and stay stood up until it makes roots can't be laying down and all that so if you don't get the moisture right the humidity right right in the beginning you might as well try again so i'm gonna it's kind of a rough time in that plant's life that's for sure it's like i ain't got no roots yeah you better have that thing in, in perfect conditions so anyway i'm gonna try again with my new dome didn't do so good and while i was cloning these plants i was like man i don't know if i'm cloning males or females right now I don't know if I'm cloning good phenos or bad How phenos. How many clones could you get off each plant? Do you know, like two, hopefully? Uh, just one. I just topped it. I topped each plant, got the one, and go. big deal. So, all right. now, so now all that happens when you top a plant is it basically just branches into two. And you put tops. them in 12-12 light? No, nope. you know what? I got scared to do that just because I wanted to kind of uh, get my cloning dialed in first. So meaning I wanted to make sure, I wanted to look and make sure that I got good moisture on the dome and consistent results. So uh, I left it on for 24 hours in the beginning. And when I, yeah, so anyway, I'm going to redo it. But I was sitting there going, man, I am doing a lot of work for strains that I really don't know about. You know, things that I might be doing this, it might be a male, uh, it might be a dud pheno, who knows? I'm like, dude. This is the value. I don't know. I don't find it with my plant limits and all that and the expensive real estate they're in, the electric bill. I called up, like I said, I called up Jaron from New Millennium. I said, dude, why don't you try to find me a couple of cuts? Dude, having cuts is such a shortcut, I guess is my long-winded statement. If you can find somebody with a good cut and you can make into a mother, I'll be damned if you don't save yourself, what, six months? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but then I, I, on a production standpoint, I agree with you. On the standpoint of, I'm the opposite right now. Like I'm taking so much time with these uh, plants in the two by four tent that, uh, or the healers, I believe they were or are. They're still there. I think they're turning around. <laughs> by the way, I have not. I want to give you guys an update. The guru, you're laughing at my plants. I'm laughing at your plants, okay. but they do. Right. <laughs> they look like they're growing. They just look like they're growing in hell. I'll take some pictures because I cannot figure out. I have three or four different cameras, and any camera I can get near my my uh, Core 85 LED strips, it like just puts the bars on it. I don't know if really? there's a trick trick for that guru, but it's it's if I film, I have bars on my camera with three different cameras. It's using so. too low a shutter speed every time. Okay, that's it. That's all you can do. You just just bump the shutter speed or the ISO up and it'll fix it. Maybe a video is coming soon. But regardless, those, that tent's getting pretty dialed in for environment. 
I'm letting those turn back around. The only thing I got to take care of is get a humidity controller for at night. Um, and I'm using this room as the long room. No new news there. Uh, as well as I told you, I planted a little CBD seed because I'm going to just do, and that's just going to be the bonsai for right back here hanging out. Um, but I did want to show one thing I came or actually DGC sent this in, Scotty. Can you click on this, uh, this uh, tip top pot? Did you check this out? Oh, you know what? No, but I've been supposed to for a while. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. What we're looking at here, guys, this thing is like, it's, we've talked about like you, you've not joked halfway, Scotty, like, oh, just turn your plant on its side, man. Like you run out of vertical room or whatever. This is a container that literally like you, after you, when you go to flower, you tip it over and it has this trellis out thing and this is a pretty cool picture here. Uh, so I'm curious if any DGC is using these. Somebody sent it to me or to us in the DGC and they're like, right. I heard you guys talk about it on the show. Um, I think they're onto something. I think they're onto something. <laughs> it's interesting, huh? Yeah. Regardless, though, uh, what else am I grow? Uh, the seeds, it's planting time. If you guys are growers of veggies as well, I'm starting some tomatoes. I started a whole bunch of mustard for the hell of it because I had the space and it's amazing when you have a kid and they don't pay attention to anything. But then when they see a, a light over some seeds just starting to come up, my nine year old daughter went back like two times that night. And then this morning, first thing she does is go looks in the dome. She's like, the other one's up all the way, dad. So it's really cool to see how seeds starting influences kids understanding growing or how plants work. Uh, and what else? I think that's about it for now. Get my outdoor plans. Think ahead about my autos. I'm going to do some autos outside this year as well as, uh, yeah, that's about it, I guess All for right. now. I dig it, man. Keep on pushing, dude. Keep on pushing. You got to believe you got to have a hundred percent of your clones live. I, I'm putting a challenge. How many clones do you have right now? Like 10 or something? I don't know if I'm legally allowed to discuss that, sir. I think okay. I've got eight or 10 uh, uh, little little uh, seedlings that I'd like to sex. And you're the sole. Well, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you sometimes. You're like, I'm in my grow, dude. So, yeah, you've been you've been growing, making up, making up for my my piss poor plants right now. You know what? It's, it's really is a joy to go hang out in the grow. What do you spend an hour, hour and a half away from everybody and everything? I do miss that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. The headphones go in. Good times. Mm hmm. Uh, door prize. You guys need some seeds. Growers listen in. Go to dogrows.com on the homepage. Hooked up some Envy Genetics last week if you missed the San Fernando blow. And Irie Genetics is what's up right now. The Lemon Jeffrey from Rasta Jeff. Great flower. Actually just had some sent to me. I can't wait to sample it. Um, but yeah, check out Irie Genetics. I, I don't know if it's iriegenetics.com or not. I would assume it is, Scotty. I would assume, sir. You just have to yell things into your phone now. Dude. It's iriegeneticscolorado.com. Ah, see. See. Anybody can enter that. You guys don't have to be a member or need that jazz. Just write on the homepage and your email social share to increase your chances of growing the dank. Yeah. I wonder how many other Irie genetics there are, like Irie genetics Stockholm, right? Irie genetics, I don't know, Moscow. It'd be cool. I don't know. We better get rolling, though, because we started this show and Scotty City is almost hangry. So you got to be almost fully hangry now. Oh, also. I'm fine, sir. Now I'm just almost fully stoned. Shout out to some DGC producers here, Uncle Rico and the Organic Gardener. I got Sweet Leaf Farmer and Rolling Stone. Pop Pops and OG Purple Thumb. What's up? <laughs> what is that? Nuggetron. <laughs> Nuggle. Nuggletron. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Nuggletron and Merlin. 
Lone Star and Frodo Teep Baggins. Frodo Teep Baggins. I get it. All right, stay higher, my friends. Until next time, peace out. Thank you for catching up. You're so high. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Get me!